This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. You can reach me at mhs at altamontenterprise.com. I'm talking to Julia Young, a student at Clayton A. Boughton High School in Voorheesville. She's one of 25 seniors in New York State nominated as a presidential scholar, a recognition the regent's chancellor called the pinnacle. And yet, Julia is humble. Julia is one of those rare students, said Kristen DeGay, her principal. She described her as musically talented, athletically gifted, academically driven, and kind. I hope my own children grow up to be like her, she said. Congratulations, Julia. Thank you. (laughs) So I'd just like to hear about you starting way back in the beginning of your educational career. Have you been in Voorheesville for your whole school years? Where did you start school? Um, Well, I actually went to kindergarten and first grade at a place called the Hebrew Academy in Albany. Um, But the school, it, it was a private school, but it, the school kind of had some challenges, and then I switched to Voorheesville in second grade, and I've been at Voorheesville ever since. So. It's moved locations a few times. I think now it's at Beth Emmett, it, that's, which is um, a synagogue, but um, yeah, it's just a Jewish day school. I learned, I started to learn Hebrew, but and a lot of stuff like that, but then I stopped when I switched to Voorheesville, obviously. Yeah, well, sometimes those very first school experiences can make a difference, and how wonderful to be learning Hebrew at such a young age. Do you have any recollections from kindergarten or first grade? Um, I mean, it was. I mean, for the most part, I think it was just a normal kindergarten first grade experience. It was. I mean, I will say it was. Um, it was definitely like interesting to like connect with that part of like my culture that I haven't really done since and there part of me wishes that I had stayed with that but I mean for the most part it was just a normal like elementary school experience it was pretty small there were only 12 people in my class until I went to Voorheesville so it was I mean, it was so long ago. But yeah, but 12 people, that's an ideal an ideal way to start learning with such a small class. So you, you landed in Voorheesville Elementary School in second grade, and tell us about your experience at the elementary school. Well, I would definitely say um, it, was a, it was definitely a, a transition to trans, from, like, a very tiny class to a grade with almost, like, 100 people in it. Um, that was definitely a transition, but it was also really nice to kind of be part of my own community that's, like, close to me in a way like that, because it was definitely, like, not not the same when I went to a, a private school that's, like, 20 minutes away. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, tell us a little about your family. Who else is in your family? So, I have, um... I have one sister who's three years older than me, and then just my mom and my dad. Um, yeah, I, I would say we're definitely 
I wouldn't say our family is like super like close knit, but they're de- they're definitely there for me. Um, my sister ended up going to a boarding school on her own free will, starting in ninth grade. So she's been kind of out doing her own thing ever since then. So I've sort of been an, an only child, even though I'm not really an only child. Um, <laughs> yeah, but for for the most part, my family is it's very, very supportive. But I think that they've also given me, my, my parents give me a huge amount of freedom to make my own decisions and to, to do what I want to do. And I would say that that's definitely, it's definitely helped me as I've grown up. It's also been, it's kind of a double-edged sword. And I know that, I mean, they tell me they're doing it for their, because they, they want to, because they think that giving me that level of independence is good. And, um, yeah, I would say that, yeah, that's, that's something that comes to mind with like how they've contributed to my upbringing, I guess. Yeah, that that is, as you say, a double-edged sword, and I imagine it's hard from a parental point of view, too, because it's hard to let your child go, but you have to do that if they're going to stand on their own. So tell me a little about your mother and your father. What What are their names and what do they do? Um, well, the, my, my dad's name is Steven. My mom's name is Ellen. Um, my father is a meteorologist. Um, and he, I think he works for a company and does like forecasting for clients, um, stuff like that. My mom, uh, she currently is unemployed, but, um, in the past she's worked, um, She's worked um, for Albany Med as an administrator. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. So you've got science in your background, I would think. Um, and did you, as you were going through your school years, did you develop a favorite field or a favorite subject or a particular area of interest? Um, I would say... Um, there are definitely kind of like, well, there are a few sides to me academically. I wouldn't say that I'm like completely like um, passionate only about one thing, but definitely as I went through school, I definitely developed um, a love for music. Um, like I used, I used to hate band and hate chorus, but I think some point around like seventh or eighth grade, it really grew on me. And um, I've done a lot with that over the past few years. But I also, there's also the part of me where I think I, I sometimes really love like technical sort of things. Like I, I love physics. I like math. And um, I really like thinking that way. And then I also, I would say, have loved Spanish as well. I think it's just really cool to be able to like express yourself in another language. And I feel like kind of all these, all these subjects that I've been mentioning, you could argue that like, they're all just different ways of looking at the world and different ways of thinking. And I think that's really what ties them all together, even though they could look very different um, when you just like take a glance at like what I like. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Wow. What diverse. I'd like to go through these diverse interests and unpack them a little. So tell me about your love for music. Do you play an instrument or you're a singer or both? Well, I play French horn. Um, I've done a lot with that over the, the past few years. And I just played in like in the Allstate band a few weeks ago. Um, I play piano. I I took like formalized lessons until like middle school, but I kept playing without having any formalized lessons. And I've written, I, I got, I am very into songwriting and I have kind of a large portfolio of songs that I've written over the years. Um, and I recently, I've started taking piano lessons again, even though um, I would say like the technical aspects of like, reading music and that stuff really isn't my strong suit, but it's something I'm trying to get better at. Um, and then I also do sing in chorus. Um, I've done select chorus and acapella groups in the past. Um, and then also recently I've gotten more into composing, like with note, notated music, or I think I had at, at one point kind of a bias against like classical notated music, but I've realized it's, um, it's, you know, it's value and it's importance in helping, uh, large groups of musicians play together. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, when I talked to your principal, um, you know, about this honor that you got, she said that she was talking about how you're a humble person, but how you pitch in whenever it's needed. And she said there was a recent, I think it was a choir performance where so many kids were sick and it wasn't something you were scheduled to do, but within 24 hours, you said, I'll volunteer, I'll learn this, I'll do this. (laughs) And and you did. So um, you must be a, a quick learner. I'm particularly interested about the songwriting. What kind of songs have you written? Um. There, I mean, they're singer. I would, I. It's hard to classify them, but I would kind of classify them as singer songwriter sort of style. But I think that I have a lot of fun with um, like even like when when you picture singer songwriter song, I think you picture very like slow kind of like ballads. But that's definitely not the case for me. I think that sometimes my songs are almost like too energetic and fast paced. Or at least some people like tell me like this, like you need to calm down a little bit, but like, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have fun with, with like tempo changes and I don't know, creating lyrics that I think are just kind of like cynical social commentary. Um, and I also, um, I, I do record my music sometimes. I haven't released any yet. But I have I have a lot of fun like adding using that as a tool to add elements to my music that I couldn't otherwise like you know like really like engaging percussion and um, just other effects like that. Um, oh yeah. wow! So how how does a song come to you? Does it come like first with words or with melody? I mean, what like what goes? What's the process when you're writing a song? I would say it's almost always the music comes to me first. And I know a lot of musicians, it's the other way, the other way around. They write the words and then they write the music to it. Um, and in a way, I feel like that sort of gives me 
a lack of control about where my songs go because if you write the words you know what the song is going to be about but if you just sit but if you sit down and you write music and you're not really sure what the music's like and then you write words it's almost like the music forces you to write the almost forces you to write the words a certain way um whereas if you write the words from the get-go you know exactly what the song is about um but i think also like a lot of a lot of songwriting for me is just coming up with like musical ideas that were like oh that could be a verse that could be a chorus and sometimes they just have to let it sit and kind of like you know bake or sit on the back burner for a while and then sometimes an idea will resurface and it'll be like oh my god those two things they work so well together and then two different little like verses or choruses that I'd written at different times kind of come together um yeah and I also I also just think that like when I write a song like you I really have to have something to say and that so it's much easier to write a song if you're if you have like a deep feeling or deep thoughts about something, then if you just sit down and you're like, I'm going to write a song today. And I feel like that is a, if you just try and force out a song when there's no like inspiration, you can almost just kind of write a song about nothing instead of actually having a song that is, is meaningful. Yeah. So it is kind of, it, it's like, it comes at times, like it's kind of hard to control but that's also what makes it exciting. I wish, I don't want to put you on the spot. I wish I could just hear a bit of one of your songs. Would you feel comfortable just singing a little bit? Um, singing, I, I mean, it's a, I think that the singing and the, the piano and all that kind of goes together, but I could say some lyrics that I've written. Yeah, that would be nice. Go, go for that. We'll hear it um, like poetry. Yeah. Um, well, there's this, there's this one line I wrote, um, in a song I performed recently at my school's cabaret. Um, and, um, I mean, one of the, I feel like this song, the verses and the chorus, it's kind of like hard to tell which is which, but it's kind of, it kind of goes, um, I feel nothing at all. All I ask is for something small, instant gratification taps that fuel the nation. All we want is to feel good now. Um, I don't know. That was kind of just like a fun little line I threw in about how, you know, I feel like I, I like, I don't know, the, the role that social media plays. Yeah, no, that that is social commentary right there. Yeah. Um, and that could be very powerful when put to music. So, I, I wow. Um, Tell me about the next thing you mentioned that you love, which is technical things, and you like physics and you like math. Um, what what is it about those subjects that you like? And are there particular teachers with any of these subjects that have helped you kind of realize and fulfill what you want to do with those subjects? So, well, I think the reason I like those types of subjects is because they have very clear rules about the way things work. And like, I, I feel like sometimes when I am learning things or at least in education in classes that are a little bit more like humanities oriented, it can be very just like, 
very like wishy-washy and like what the rules you're talking about actually are and you can kind of make an argument about anything and back it up but I just really I really like how in something like physics or math it's like there's a certain rule and that's how it works and it's very clear cut Mm -hmm. that is like it's kind of like satisfying to me but it also is like almost like relieving in a way too because it like shows that okay there are actual like rules in this world that like are very concrete and you can't change and that you know like I, I don't know why. I just, I really like that about it. Um, I will say that I've loved finding um, places where like music and like math can intersect, like music theory. I love music theory. I like, I would say that like, I took two years of music theory at Voorheesville and um, with Mr. Jansen and that like totally helped me see like the, the technical aspects of music in a whole new way and help me understand what I was doing or what I was listening to. And I think some musicians, there's this, like, at least in my opinion, a misconception where if you learn music theory, you'll ruin yourself. Like you'll ruin your ability to like appreciate music or stuff like that. But I don't think that's true at all. It just makes you understand it even more so you can appreciate it. Um, I've also, for physics, um, my physics teacher, Mr. Simon, um, I took AP physics with him last year and I would say that it was definitely like one of the hardest classes I've taken, but it was also really, it was really gratifying to just be able to see things about the physical world and um, kind of like, at least like start to like, you know, like realize some of the rules or like the subtleties of how things work um, in a whole different way. And while I was doing this, well, I'm still in Science Olympiad, but last year while I was doing this, I was, uh, I had a project through Science Olympiad where I, where I had to build a vehicle that, like, went down a ramp and stopped at certain increments. And I just, like, I loved the the technical, physical nature of solving that problem. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I yeah. just, yeah, I think that Mr. Simons, he's an incredibly passionate teacher, and it really just, it shows and he pushes like I think that the reason I also love this class is just how like hard it it pushed me at times but it just I don't know (laughs) I like being challenged yeah um and for listeners who don't know AP means advanced placement and those are college level courses that um you can take at Voorheesville High School. So um, the last thing that you mentioned, I feel there's a whole lot more that you love. You have a lot of passions, is Spanish. Um, yeah. So how long have you studied Spanish, and, and what is it that, that you like about it? Well, I started um, in seventh grade, yeah, in seventh grade in school, um, and I've taken it every year since then. I'm now in AP Spanish. Um, and I would just say that, like, it's just, I don't know, it's very, very satisfying for me to to be able to express thoughts in, like, as many ways as possible. And, like, like I said, that can relate to music. You can express a thought by a, in music. You can express a thought in, like, another language. There's so many ways to do it. But I think one of the reasons I love Spanish is just because of that. It's so cool to see a different way of of thinking of, about the world in a different way of like categorizing, uh, like <laughs> categorizing things and communicating. Um, and I think it's also, I've loved it because it's allowed me to consume 
like media um, and like open myself up to a lot of different parts of the world because of my understanding of it. Um, and just like listen to a ton of music or watch TV shows um, and stuff like that. And um, I also have a friend who's a heritage speaker um, who speaks Spanish at home. What does that mean, um, a heritage speaker? Um, and I think there's like a slight difference between a heritage speaker and being fluent. Like a like a heritage speaker, I I might be wrong about this, but I'm I'm pretty sure it just means like uh, it's more of like a cultural thing than being completely fluent in a language. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like she speaks it at home, but I don't think that like if you're a heritage speaker it doesn't necessarily mean that you're like grammar and some of those technical things that you would need to be like categorized as fluent so her parents are her parents are spanish speakers and and her home they speak spanish is that what you're saying yeah yeah oh that's and do you think in spanish i mean when i studied foreign languages i was always thinking in english and then translating which is not really having learned the language do you are you able to think in spanish as you speak it and write it i mean i think that it's interesting there are definitely times when i can it's like if i've been exposing myself a lot to spanish Mm-hmm. Like the re- recently, then I will say it's like much easier. Like there have definitely been, like there's definitely like a point like where I was like watching a TV show in Spanish, and there's just moments where it clicks, and it's like okay, I can just understand it now. I don't have to like think, oh wait, what does that word mean? Um, yeah, that's but, great. So what made you choose? Did you have a choice in seventh grade what language to take, or was that yeah. an assignment? So what made you choose? Why did you choose Spanish? Well, there was French as an option, but I generally, like, I saw that much less people chose French than Spanish. And also, I mean, it just seemed that Spanish was much more, like, applicable to life mm-hmm. here in the United States than French. Like, like yes, there's, like, Canada and stuff, but it just seemed like it would be more useful. So, <laughs> yeah. I just earlier today interviewed a, a lawyer who speaks Spanish and now is helping um, immigrants from Mexico mm-hmm. and Central and South America. So, yes, it is much more applicable, I think. So what what do you envision with all these many interests? Do you have in mind kind of a path going forward after you graduate, what you might pursue? Um, well... If I'm going to be completely honest, not really. (laughs) I think that's good to be completely honest, and it's good to be open to all the possibilities. I think that's great. But what are some of the possibilities? Well, I've looked, you know, like college and all that stuff. I've, I've looked at, like, the option of dual majoring between music and something else. Um. But, are yeah, there I certain think, colleges that are, are appealing to you? Do you have, like, a short list of where you hope to be next year? Yeah, well, um, University of Michigan seems really great for its music school, and also they have a bunch of really established, like, dual major programs. Um, last night I also found out that I got into Princeton University, and that was that's, that's really changed my college search in the past 
24 hours. Really. Well, yes, congratulations. That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I haven't committed or anything. I don't, but it's definitely, I feel much less stressed about finding a good place because I know I have an option now. <laughs> that's, pro- that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, and I think that generally in college, I just, I want to find a way to incorporate music in my life as much as I can. I don't know if that means majoring in it or minoring in it or something. Princeton doesn't allow dual majors, but I, I don't know. <laughs> that's just something. And yeah, just trying to incorporate music as much as I can. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know if I'm cut out to completely pursue music as my entire life. Um, But it's definitely important to me. Yeah. Well, you certainly have a wide open future with all these different interests. I just, our time has gone so fast and I don't know if you have any concluding thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with about Voorheesville, your experience there, yourself, your future, what, what, what have you? Um, well, I would just say that, like, um, Voorheesville, I think it's been, Voorheesville is a really, it's a, it's a, it's a great place. And I think I've been able to develop a lot of interest through it. Um, and I think also sometimes when I've, like, done things or had experiences outside of Voorheesville, it's a great place to come back to. Um, yeah, and I'm just, I don't know, I'm, like, Obviously, I'm, you know, like, (laughs) my accomplishments are, they're, they're, you know, I'm 17. They're good for a 17-year-old, but I have a lot ahead of me. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm grateful for the the cards I've been dealt um, and the situations I've been put in, which I think have helped me grow. Yeah. (laughs) 